Lent is a time for self-reflection and prayer. One way to do this is by exploring the life, actions, and teachings of Jesus. First Baptist Church of Athens, Georgia offers these devotions for your Lenten journey. Using the book, Seeing with Jesus, Developing a Worldview Shaped by the Gospels, written by Jack Glasgow, members from our church have prepared daily devotions offering insights, discoveries, and yes, sometimes questions. This week, our devotions correspond with chapter 5, Seeing in the Upper Room. Today's devotion is from Jennifer Baxley. Listen as the piano arrangement of Be Thou My Vision, played by Alan MacArthur, points you to look at the world through the eyes of Jesus. Today's scripture is from John 14, verses 1 through 3. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. When I was a 10-year-old child and a new Christian, it seems that the focus of salvation was only on two things. The first was receiving Christ and subsequently being baptized, and the second was someday going to heaven. As Jack Glasgow points out, it was a very transactional understanding of the life of faith. If I do this, then I get that. Some 40 years later, and in the midst of a life of journeying, walking, and wrestling with the words and teachings of Christ, 
I am grateful that my view of salvation has been widened and enriched. That the kingdom of God no longer just means that far-off distant shore and the sweet by and by, but it also means the here and the now. Salvation is an ongoing process of listening, serving, falling short, coming to grips with sin and humanity, bearing sadness, finding joy, seeking forgiveness, offering hope, receiving peace, living in community, learning to love our neighbor, and every day rediscovering the power of grace. Many experiences and seasons have deepened my understanding of the life of faith, but perhaps nothing in my adult life has done more to widen my grasp of the gift of salvation than my experiences of Lent. I don't know about you, but I didn't grow up in a church that observed Lent until I left for college. I was in my late teens or early 20s. I was a member of University Baptist Church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and I couldn't wait for my first chance to give something up for Lent. Looking back, I fear that I was much more focused on self-righteousness than I was self-denial, but nevertheless, I began to grow. I have had so many powerful memories of Lent. I'll never forget those moments when I watched Paul impose ashes on the foreheads of our own tiny children, a jarring reminder that they too are just dust, gracious gifts that God has offered to us for a season. I remembered the tears that flowed the night that seven-year-old Matthew asked to go to the foot washing service and ended up washing my feet in a disarming but beautiful act of servanthood. I remember the light moments, too, like when the kids learned that technically Lent wasn't observed on Sundays and Maria was thrilled that she could sneak in some extra hot Takis on the Lord's Day. And, oh, the memories of Holy Week, of silence and words, hymns and songs, tenebrae, candles, communion, prayer walks, labyrinths, and other unique journeys to the cross. Over the years, it seems that the more seriously I take Lent, the more that Easter means. But, having said all of that, I also have a confession to make. This year, I find myself less committed to particular Lenten disciplines and instead more singularly focused on the hope of resurrection. This year, I find myself simply yearning for Easter. Eight months ago, I lost my mother after a decade-long valiant battle with cancer. Just when I was starting to get my footing, my father died unexpectedly just six weeks later. In some ways, it feels as if I have been living in Lent since last July. The pain of death has been close, and the weight of loss has been heavy, and you may feel that way too. Whether it's a personal loss in your own life, the devastation of a now two-year-long pandemic, or daily reminders of war and destruction. Sometimes, as Christians, we just long to be reminded of the resurrection. In addition to our desire and our best efforts to bring God's kingdom to earth, we also desperately need to be comforted with the truth that death does not separate us from God's love, nor does it have to have the last word. So where do you go when you need to be reminded of the resurrection? For me, it is a piece of music, and I visited it again this week. It is John Rudder's 
requiem. A requiem is basically a service of worship, a mass written for the dead. It's a funeral mass, if you will, offered not only as a prayer for the dead, but also as a gift of hope for those left behind. You may remember our choir doing it with other choirs a few years ago, or you can find any number of recordings online. But I will describe what I hear when I need to feel resurrection hope deep within me. The fifth movement of the Rudder Requiem is the Agnus Dei, and it is a dark piece with minor chords that begin softly but begin to grow, repeating over and over through voice and instrument that Christ is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. As the piece progresses, the timpani pounds louder and louder until it is almost unbearable. Sounds indicative of death and chaos and crucifixion until, just after the fourth minute, the banging timpani ceases and the minor tones give way to a glorious chord on the harp, followed by a lyrical flute solo just before the choir offers in hushed but hopeful tones. I and the resurrection and the life, saith the Lord, he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. As the tones fall away on the fifth movement and the sixth movement begins, the soft melodic harp is joined by the most beautiful solo oboe line you will ever hear. The choir follows with a setting of Psalm 23 that is brilliantly comforting. It reaches its climax in the words, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In the house of the Lord forever. Maybe you need to be reminded of the resurrection this week as much as I do. Easter is coming. Nothing can separate us from God. We will dwell in his house forever. Join me in prayer. God of hope, through the shadows of life, we long for your light. We yearn for your presence. Strengthen us again with resurrection hope and hold us tightly in your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. <music>